All right, so this is Brock Edwards. The show is Midlife Mastery, of course, but you already know that because you're here listening to it. But today's guest is Gail Gensler, and Gail is a pro-aging fitness enthusiast and lifestyle influencer. How do you introduce yourself to people? What do you tell them? Hello. Well, first by saying hello, and thank (laughs) you so much for having me. I'm honored. I'm grateful. I'm so glad that we came across each other on Instagram. It's always a pleasure to meet like-minded people at this stage of my life. And I describe myself as a pro-aging fitness enthusiast with the goal of changing the narrative about aging through fitness and embracing a healthy lifestyle. It's very important to me that I inspire the younger generation to not fear the years, as I call it, because they can look at me and say, wow, that woman is 60 and she's in beast mode boxing in the gym every day. I guess 60 is not such a terrible thing, is it? And for my peer, my goal is to motivate them to never take their wellness for granted. As we were discussing off, off camera before, there are people that do become complacent in midlife and don't see it as a time of vibrancy and adding value back to society and enriching other people's lives. So I would implore anybody who's in that state of mind, in that physical state, to take another look. And if you need a healthy dose of inspo, fitspo, motivation, come and talk to me. And of course you're listening. So that's a good way to start. Awesome. Well, well, Gail, pro-aging fitness enthusiast, break that down for me. So historically, we've always spoken about anti-aging. The On the opposite end of the spectrum and the more positive way to get that message across is to say, pro-aging. Anti-aging has a very negative thought and mindset to it. I'm not against aging, none whatsoever, because the opposite is not exactly an option I'd like to embrace at this time. So I'm not anti-aging. It's a blessing. It's a gift that many don't get. But as opposed to looking at it from a negative perspective, I say I'm pro-aging because I believe that every decade of a person's life has so much more that you can get from it, so much more growth, so much more to learn. I know that for myself, I have much more self-awareness than I've ever had in any other time of my life. I'm just 60, so I'm not going to say decade. It was the end of my 50s, which really were the years of clarity, self-awareness, internal exploration and finding my why and able to actually articulate what that meant. I knew it on a subconscious level. I just could not articulate it. I say uh, pro-aging fitness enthusiast because at this time in my life, I am not a subject matter expert in anything in particular. I've long given up personal training people. I'm not certified anymore. I've long given up teaching boxing for fitness classes. I don't do that anymore. I certainly am not a nutritionist and I'm certainly not one that's going to tell you what are the best supplements for your particular situation. However, through all these years of my life, because I've always done my best to live in a healthful manner, I have researched, explored, spoken with, and just just allowed myself to absorb so much information. I've curated it 
to where it works for me. It doesn't mean it's going to work exactly for you, but maybe some of it will. And so I'm happy to share everything that I have found, everything that I do, and that's inclusive of some things that some may seem as controversial, such as things one would do at a dermatologist or plastic surgeon's office, hiring a nutrition coach, hiring personal trainers. I've done all those things. So happy to share my experiences, tell you the benefits, the pros, the cons. It may or not be for you. And if it is, that's great. And if it's not, that's great too. So I never want to give anybody the appearance of that. I'm a subject matter expert. I'm going to tell you what to do. No, absolutely not. Well, I, you know, and, and I appreciate that, that approach and that philosophy, because I mean, you're right. We're, we're all different. What works for one person may not work as well for another or may work better for someone else than it did for you. There certainly are seem to be some uh, generalities and best practices we can learn from. So I do want to dig into that a little bit on what has worked for you. But I'm also curious, you know, you use the word enthusiast, and obviously you are very, very enthusiastic about life. Really? I'm enthusiastic? Really? (laughs) It comes across. It does. And, you know, lifestyle influencer. So tell me a little bit about that. What does that mean to be a lifestyle influencer? When I started my journey, which actually I didn't, I wasn't cognizant of the fact that I was starting my journey. I had just turned 58. And I saw some commercials on TV here in South Florida. We have these over 55 living communities, which I look at it and I go, okay. So I get it. I get the premise. And in these TV ads, I saw people, my contemporary, taking a stroll, playing a leisurely game of golf, sitting down and dining. And I was like, okay, that's great. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. However, I really feel like there's a a demographic that's not being represented. Where am I? And every time I would see this very same commercial, I would get a bit more infuriated. And then obviously that opened my eyes. And I looked around and I looked at who brands were using in their marketing to sell different things, whether it was fitness clothes, which obviously I'm looking at all the time, gym memberships, anything really. So there's either a category of very real people or there are the traditional models. The very real people, the people that they represented in my demographic didn't look like me either. So they, they looked more sedate. Let's, let's, put it that way in a nice way, much more sedate, much more sedate lifestyles, definitely more, you know, the, the, the archaic somebody's grandmother sort of look, but yet they were supposed to be my age. And so once again, I was like, where am I? And as time went on and inclusivity became a a hot topic First, it had body size was the first thing to really be spoken about in marketing. Of course, it's gone on to include color of skin and gender discrimination and inclusivity and inclusivity about one's proclivities and sexual tendencies and things of that nature. And yet still, I was not seeing myself represented. So I was a member of a boxing gym. And of course, I'm always the oldest one in the gym, in the boxing gym or at fitness events. We have a lot of outdoor fitness events here in Miami. Obviously, the weather's conducive to it. And there were a few, a smattering of people my age, but generally the, the vast majority, 20s, 30s. So I said to the owner of the gym, I have an idea. What about we do a video? 
and let's market it on Instagram and let's see if you attract a different demographic. And it just so happened he had a member who was an exceptional videographer and he said, sure. And we made this fabulous video and there actually was a provable ROI because the younger people were showing it to their parents. Their parents were going, oh, I can do that. You mean I can be in that environment? And their kids were saying, yes, you can. And all of a sudden, the membership demographic was way more inclusive. And that's where I really thought, hmm, I'm on something. And I went into a different sector of Instagram as opposed to just using it for fun. I started looking at it. There have to be people like me. There have to be other people that have this mindset. And lo and behold, there's this wonderful community on Instagram who have the same pro-aging mindset. Nobody's coming at it from the unique perspective. I am, I'm not a trainer. I'm not, you know, all these things, many of them are. Some of them, many of them are fashionistas. Some are chefs. Some are uh, specifically like on keto programs, which I'm in one now too. But, you know, they, they were very specific. Whereas here I am boxing. Here I am doing crazy hit classes, crazy spin classes, lifting weights in a gazillion gyms around town. So it has made me stand out as a bit of a unicorn, which I love. And hence my journey started. So it took me about a year to find a social media agent that I really vibed with. And once I did, that was the beginning. And it was also just on the cusp of the beginning of the pandemic. So I love the defying the stereotypes, defying the narrative, because I, I, I experienced something very similar and which is part of why we're here talking today just you know, as I was looking around, I had just turned 50 and I was just appalled by the advertising I saw. I, I always view advertising as that's how society either sees you or wants you to see yourself. And I don't know if that's accurate, but yeah, it's like, you know, hey, take some pharmaceuticals, go in the corner, try not to die. And that that's kind of it. And yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned a more sedate lifestyle. Yes. And none of it reflected me at all. Or, or the, the only other alternative seems to be we need to run around, pretend that we're 20 and I've done 20. It was fun. I don't want to do 20 again. You know, I, I want to enjoy where I'm at and be the best where I'm at. And, and so I love that, that energy. Yes. Society does want to dictate what we should look like, what activities we should enjoy, what kind of workouts we're meant to be doing in midlife. And I say that that is such nonsense. And that's, that's what infuriates me because that's, there should, there there have to be other choices out there. You and I are living them. So here we are living proof that there are other options out there. But I think that there are so many people who are fearful of breaking into that and fearful of breaking those stereotypes. I've spoken to women who were condemned by their own family members for wearing certain things or wanting to do something out of the box, like a boxing class or, and, and I just go, why, why does, does society, even family members want to put you into this very specific box? It's terrible. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's really curious. You'd think by the time we, we're adults, we're, we're midlife, we, We've got it figured out. We can at least make our own choices. And, and yet, obviously, that's not the case for, for some of us because the people around us, I don't know if they're just really comfortable with who they think we are or us changing 
they think that then they have to change. I don't know what the the negative pushback is instead of the, that's awesome. You go do you, you know, <laughs> um, which is one of my sayings is, you know, I just keep on doing me. I keep on being me, but most specifically it's for me. It is not for anybody else. It is absolutely for me. 100%. And as we look around and we were talking about this a little bit, it's when I first started looking kind of like what resources are available for those in midlife, like, how do you do 50? Well, how do you do 60? Well, I just wasn't finding anything. And the more I've looked, the more I found. And it's interesting that it is three quarters women and there's not a judgment there. Women are the ones who in midlife seem to be going, I want to turn my life up. I want to, you know, embrace something more. And I'm just not seeing that from the guys. What's your take on that? If you have a take. Uh, I absolutely do have a take. So I have a take from, from multiple perspectives, right? But you're right in the community of the pro aging mindset, whether you're coming at it from fitness or fashion or anything else, aside from the very specific male models that you have, it is, it's almost all women, almost all women, aside from there are a lot of male bodybuilders and that is a very, very specific niche. So, you know, you're either in that or you're not in that, but what I have found, and I will tell you that I am single. And so I'm going to tell you from that perspective of, from what I see is that many men, once they reach midlife, if they're on their way to retiring, then they are looking for that more sedate lifestyle. They're happy to just slow down, uh, relax. They feel they put the years in working. And if they've done well from a financial perspective, they feel like they can just let a lot of things go and the money will make up for it. And, and again, I'm coming from a little bit of a tainted perspective. Miami is a very superficial, conspicuous consumption society. And so it's very apparent here. So, you know, again, good, bad or indifferent. It, it is what it is over here. But I, in fact, I have been told by men, my contemporary, that I have too much energy and I'm too busy. And I just go, oh, my God, I, I can't believe multiple people have said that to me. OK, that's all I can say is, OK, I wish you all the best. So, you know, again, no judgments here. If you want to slow down, that's fine. If you're not into living as healthfully as you can and looking as fabulous as you can and being as nutritionally sound in the way that you consume food as you can be, OK. It's okay. It's just not okay for me. And it's not somebody's company that I would want to keep because like these men expressed, you know, they think that I'm, they think I'm really out there and I'm just too much because all of these things are still very important. I mean, as far as many women are concerned, I've spoken to so many women. I'm in a lot of uh, women's groups on Facebook. There are many women who are married for a very long time. They raise their children to be good adults going into the universe, and perhaps they're actually not vibing with their partner anymore. And maybe they're getting divorced, which I've heard a lot. And now they have to reinvent themselves because they were living their life through somebody else before. And now is the time to start their own personal journey. 
So I get that too, you know, and so that perhaps is another reason why you see a preponderance of women as opposed to men. Um, and women are, are more gregarious by nature. You know, we like having friends and girlfriends and guy friends and, you know, guys can have like one guy that they talk to and, and that's enough for them. You know, maybe they've got their kids, they speak to their grandkids and, and they're good with that. So, you know, there's a, again, there's a plethora of reasons, but you're absolutely correct. You are not well represented in this space. And I find that, I find that interesting and a little depressing actually that so, so many of my peers are, are kind of checking out or winding down. And again, you know, that, that they can go, go do them that that's great. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I love midlife. It's a great time of life. As we look around, there's, I, I find a lot of advantages to being this age. And I, I hope that I find every stage of life I'm in to be the best stage of life that I'm in. I mean, you know, I, I, right. I want my seventies to be better than my sixties and sixties better than my fifties and, and all. Well, we also live in such an interesting time, right? I mean, when you look at when we grew up, the scarcity of technology compared to now where everything moves at lightning speed. It's so interesting and it's so challenging because we didn't grow up with it. Who wants to miss that? I don't want to miss all of that. It's exciting. It might not be for me, you know, like I've dabbled in TikTok. I'm, it's definitely not for me, but it was exciting and it was challenging to see what it was and, you know, see if I fit in that space. And I don't want to miss these things. I'm clearly naturally inquisitive. And as you pointed out initially, very enthusiastic about things. And I love to challenge myself. So why would I not want to embrace all these different things? Why sit back and, and just, and no, no, absolutely not. Well, you, you know, uh, one of the things that, that you've mentioned, in fact, on your website, I'm looking at it right now, it says that age is simply a mindset. And so talk a little about that. Like how, from the people that you help out, and you mentioned you like to inspire people. How do you help them get in that state or, or how can someone get in the state where, yeah, despite, okay, they're 50, they're 60, they, they feel 50 or 60, but having that inquisitive mindset, having that enthusiasm, how, how, how do you start to shift gears? The most important thing is you have to find a compelling why. Why do you want to do this? Why do you feel it's important to be fit? Why do you feel it's important to eat healthfully? Why do you feel it's important to find something you're passionate about that engages your mind? So if you don't have a compelling why, and the why should not be centered solely around somebody else, clearly, just as I have a daughter, Anybody that has children wants to be around for their children. They don't want to be a burden with disease in later stages and then become a burden to their child or children, right? So everybody that's a parent has that same one. That's strong. And that's a strong one for me, but it certainly is not the end all and the be all, right? The way that I view it is in my family, particularly my grandparents were 97 and 94 when they passed. My parents only just passed in the last few years. They were 92 and 90. It seems like God willing, I'm going to be around a long time. So, you know, why not take advantage and enjoy what's out there and just keep on going and doing me and being me and being as fabulous as I possibly can be. And so that's my why. Everybody's why is going to be a little different. Plus the fact that I've been athletic my entire life. I love working out. 
And I get it. I know there's a huge segment of the population that says, well, I'm glad you do, Gail, because I don't. So what I would say to you, if that if you have not found something that stimulates you on that level, go back to your youth. What sports did you play when you were younger? So I had my aha moment when I read that and I said, okay, now this all makes sense. I was on the varsity volleyball team. I was on the tennis team. I was on the kicking team and I was a master tetherball player. Every one of those are either using upper body strength and hitting something or obviously kicking would be kickboxing. And so you look at what does that look like in a workout today? whatever that may be. And for me, when I took my first boxing fitness class in 1999, I was immediately hooked. And I didn't think about why I loved it so much. But when I read this a few years ago, I went, aha, now I understand. I like other things too, but nothing. If you give me the option of either going to a boxing class, a hit class, a spin class, anything, I'm always going to choose boxing. Always. Just because I love it. And I'm at my most intentional when I'm doing it. I'm lost in that moment. I am lost in the joy of moving my body and challenging myself and still being in beast mode at 60. And it's an experience for me. I liken it to the club days when I was younger, right? You know, you'd go out dancing and you'd you'd be lost in that evening. You'd be having a great time dancing and and listening to whatever the music was that you loved. And that's what this is for me. It's almost like that club experience, which I had many of those experiences. I lived in New York City and I had great ones. And here in Miami, we had great ones. So I would urge somebody to go back and say, what what sports did I do? And I've had people say, I did nothing. Okay, all right. I used to sit and read. Okay, so let's let's look at some things that maybe would be a little more moderate for you. Maybe look at yoga. Maybe look at Pilates. Go take that walk. Start somewhere. And the incredible thing is that there, there is such a plethora of resources out there. You can go on YouTube and there are so many channels to find such great workouts. Try 10 minutes of one thing. Try 10 minutes of another thing. Every gym in town will give you a complimentary class. Go take a class. If you hate it, guess what? You never have to go back. So go try it. You know, try spin. Try a hit class. Try a boxing for fitness class. Try a kickboxing class. If you like to dance, try a Zumba class. Try a cardio dance class. There's so many modalities out there today. And and I still challenge myself. I just did a Pilates class I've done it a few times. It's not my favorite, but okay, you know, I'll I'll do it and try it. And let's see, maybe one of those classes will resonate with me a little bit. But you also have to think about how you want to live the rest of your life, because if you are relatively healthy or exceptionally healthy, like thank goodness I am, I just had a blood panel done. If you're, I, I hope to be around for a long time and I want to be disease free naturally. You mentioned about the commercials that show everybody are contemporary on all different kinds of uh, drugs. And, you know, I, I don't want that for my. I didn't see that in my family, thank goodness, until much later years. And I can't imagine anybody wants to live like that, to be dependent upon drugs to make you feel good and to keep your health in top form. So I, I have to turn it around and say, why wouldn't you? And I still have some friends in this space who I've spoken to extensively and 
They're still not into doing it. And I just go, okay, all right. Then it's just not that important. Your why is not that strong enough. And maybe one day when you're sitting with yourself, uh, maybe you'll come to that why. It doesn't have to be today. It could be whenever it is. And maybe one day you will come to that. So for the person who's who's wanting to, to start out, you know, if you haven't done it in a while, gyms can be a little intimidating, especially if you're trying something new or you're feeling, you know, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to interrupt you right there. <laughs> All right. You're in your own head. If you're saying that you're in your own head, I have to tell you, nobody really cares what you're doing. Nobody cares. They will glance at you. And then they're in their workout. They truly don't care. Only if you are spectacular and fabulous, they might be going, I wish I looked like that. I wish that was. But anybody who is a regular gym goer is going to look and go, good for that person. Good for them. Good for them. And, you know, truly you're in your own head. And that's your insecurity speaking. Nobody cares. All right. So love it. Get out there, do it, try it, try something else if that doesn't work for you. So we started off talking a little bit, Gail, you'd mentioned, you know, being a fitness enthusiast, kind of the things that work for you. So for you, and it may benefit others, kind of what's your routine or, or what are the things that you have found really work best and that you, you stick with time again? So I'm an early riser. I always have been, and I function much better in the AM than I do in the PM. So for me, I'm up at 4.30, 4.45. I am meal prepping and taking my dogs out for a walk and having my four, yes, four cups of coffee. And then I am in the gym at 6 a.m., whether I'm at the boxing gym or whether I'm in the gym in my building lifting weights, one or the other. I actually have to be at work at 8 a.m. So I do that mad dash. I'm very fortunate. It only takes me about 17 minutes to get to work. I put in a full day. I'm in the automotive industry. I manage a staff of 15 people, been at the same company 21 and a half years and in the industry for over 35. So I have a full day. I love what I do. I love inspiring my staff on different levels, right? Love being their leader. And then I come home and I'm busy with doing things like what I'm doing with you right now and many, many other things in my side endeavor. So for me, I want to work out first thing in the morning. It makes me feel great. It sets the tone for the day. And I know that later in the day, I'm not going to be like, oh my goodness, I'm not going to make the class. I'm stuck in traffic. I have this obligation. I have that. I have that this way. I'm done. And I know I got my workout in. Weekends, obviously a little more relaxed. I do work out a little bit later. As I mentioned, I've always eaten in a healthful manner, but it is definitively more difficult in midlife to retain a six pack and to really look the way I want. Because as I mentioned, I'm quite vain, happy to admit it. It's fine. I'm not ashamed to say it. I love looking fabulous and being fabulous. So I'm always looking for the next level. And at the end of month two, of an intermittent and keto fasting program that I've actually had great results on so far. And again, it's a challenge. It's not easy. 
you know, talking about eating for eight hours, not eating for 16 hours. It's, it's challenging, but guess what? I'm doing it. I'm seeing the results I want. And that's great. I've always taken supplements, always on the look for new ones. I happen to be a model and brand ambassador for a particular brand. I love the products. I love the supplements, so I recommend them highly. If anybody wants to see who I'm talking about, you can go on my website and you can get a discount code on the Shop With Me page. They're called Clientele Beauty, and I am a huge fan. So, you know, I've always, again, always done certain supplements, but I do find that there's actually, I have no more pain in my knees because of one particular supplement that I take, which is called BioHA. The pain in my knees is gone. I had it for years. It's gone. And I've always taken care of my skin. I was a sun worshiper at not that long ago, five years ago. And then I realized that even though I wasn't tanning my face and my hands, it was not a good look on a midlife body. And I swore off the sun. So I, I wear sunscreen every day. I use my clientele products. I love them. I see my dermatologist regularly. I do see my dermatologist for other fixes as well. Again, very transparent and authentic. I'm happy to tell you whatever I do. I do have my plastic surgeon, happy to tell you what I've done, not ashamed. I'm proud of the way that I look. And if that's what it takes for me to be happy with myself when I look in the mirror, because that's the only thing that matters is that I'm happy when I look in the mirror. Uh, That's my competition, it's me, not anybody else. I'm not comparing myself to a soul which is another beautiful thing about midlife. You lose that insecurity of, oh my God, I don't measure up. So anyway, those are all the things that work for me. In addition to the Genslers all need their eight hours sleep. Has nothing to do with being in midlife. My daughter's the exact same way. She's going to be 25, but she's always been that way. We need our eight hours, but that eight hours is super important. That's when your body repairs itself. I also, you know, besides having a full day at work and adding a lot of value to my company, I have many other interests. I travel internationally every year, other than last year, obviously. I love art. I love the theater. I love the ballet. I'm I'm a huge fan of the cultural arts. I love fashion. Lots of fashion shows here. So in fact, I just put one on last Sunday gearing up for another event that I'm doing with my modeling agent. She also has an event production company, Nicole Shelley Models, Inc. So we're partnering on events. And, you know, these are the things that work for me. These are the things that keep me active, vibrant, interested. I read a ton. I still love to read books, always reading inspirational things, always learning, whether it's about social media, you know, whether it's about whatever I love, I'm a, I'm a reader. I'm not really a, a visual. I'm much more of, I want to read it. So these are all the things that work for me. And I have a lovely group of friends and I'm fortunate. I have a wonderful best friend. And as I mentioned, I have my daughter, I've got some great friends and we have a good time. We're still out. We're still out at happy hour. So for all those listening who are like, yeah, I I want what Gail has. I mean, I didn't even realize that was possible. I want to get started on that. What's your advice for someone who's, you know, wanting to ramp up and and kind of get that level of energy and vibrancy? I mean, we've touched on it, but is there anything, anything else that you would recommend they do to get started? 
You can call me. I'm happy to speak with you and give you a very healthy dose of inspo, fitspo, and motivation. Obviously, on Instagram, you can see all of my adventures. I'm Gail Gensler on Instagram. You please visit my website, gailgensler.com. There are lots and lots of articles that I have written that are published in multiple different magazines across the globe each month. I do podcasts like this all the time, and I'm happy to spend my time speaking to anybody. I will talk to you on the phone. I'm happy to do so. So if you can glean some inspiration and, and, and enthusiasm from me, you want to take some of mine, I've got loads to share and I'm happy to share it with you. But I, I would say, get out of your own head. That's, that's really my first piece of advice. Get out of your own head and stop thinking about what you should be doing. You shouldn't be doing anything that doesn't make you happy and doesn't serve the purpose of making your soul shine at this point. We deserve it. We deserve it at, at all times, but particularly now, uh, we're at the stage of our lives where, like for myself, for example, I raised an incredible young woman. She's unbelievable, my daughter. I was a wonderful daughter. I was a wonderful granddaughter. And now it's it's about me. And I think about the things that are going to make me happy. And part of what makes me happy is giving back to my community and sharing how I feel and the thing like we're talking about the things that I do. So I would invite you to reach out to me. You can DM me, you can send me an email, happy to even talk to you on the phone. Awesome. Gail, this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for being on. It's been a pleasure. You are a pleasure. And it's so lovely to see a man in my midlife space. I bow down to you and I'm sure your wife is super appreciative of just how engaged you actually are. And for any men that are listening, I would encourage you to, to use this gentleman as a role model because he, you are a fabulous role model yourself. Thank you very much.